So last week we started this series that is all about social media. Uh, and last week I kind of gave you guys just a brief overview of where we were headed for this month. And, and I want to say this again um, because I want to say this out front and just be honest. I recognize that the way that you guys interact with social media and the way that I interact with social media are totally different. I recognize that you guys as middle school and high school students are on the cutting edge of social media. You guys are where I was about 20 years ago. However, this month, God has some things to speak to us about no matter where we fall in that continuum of how we interact with social media. God has some things to say to us about how we interact. And so this month, we're going to look at uh, this week, we're simply talking about how social media is an incredible tool. Next week, we're going to look at some of the pitfalls of social media. And then the week after that, we're going to look at some self-evaluation and just being honest with ourselves. You guys listening? Uh, Giorgio and Jonah. Um, So so this is where we're headed this month. And and, uh, I think it's so vitally important no matter where you fall in your relationship with social media. Some of you are not even on social media. Some of you, for whatever reason, you don't want it or your parents don't allow it. You're not on social media. That's fine. Some of you have been on social media for years and you are very, very in tune with how to interact and work social media. No matter where you fall, God has something for you this month. Whether you are the person that's never been on social media, it's, it's a good, don't check out on me because it's a good time for uh, you to start saying, all right, when I do get on social media, here's some things that, that I can put into place. And, and maybe if you've been on social media for years, you can begin to look at yourself and say, all right, am I, am I honoring God in the way that I interact with social media? Um, when I was in middle school, I went to this conference uh, called the National Missionary Convention. It was the very first time they ever had a teen edition of the National Missionary Convention. uh, Since that time, the National Missionary Convention has changed names. I know some of you have gone to this. It's called the International Conference on Missions now, uh, ICOM, and I know some of you are a part of that. But, But I was enthralled with this one speaker at the National Missionary Convention because as an eighth grader, he came to the National Missionary Convention, and he talked about how they were using radio to reach people with the message of Jesus. And I thought, holy cow, that is incredible that through radio, you can connect with people in the remote jungles that also have radios. I thought, that is a powerful connection. That is absolutely incredible. And I remember being blown away because when I went back to my house as a middle school student, if I wanted to connect with someone, I went to my friend's house and I knocked on the door. And if they weren't home, there was just no way to get in touch with them. Or I tried to call them on a landline phone and hoped that no one else was on the phone on their end and there wasn't a busy signal. And this power of connection through the radio just absolutely blew my mind. Now, fast forward 25 years. The power of connection has grown infinitely. 
We can now connect immediately through texting and cell phones and the internet and social media. We are so good at connections now through social media that I can post something on social media where I, when I want to connect, and you may not see that thing on social media and connect until you are ready to connect. But we are both connecting when we are both ready and the connection is instantaneous. Social media is this incredibly powerful tool that has made connecting with other people so, so easy. We can't deny that this is, this is incredible, guys. I, I can't tell you how, if you had come to me as an eighth grade boy and said, listen, someday you're going to be able to do this and connect with people, my mind would have been blown. Because in my mind, it was like you go talk to somebody, and that's, that's pretty much the only way to connect. Um, I, I, one, one more quick story. I can remember the days, just to show you how old I am and how far connection has come. I can remember the days in middle school, I used to like to go to the high school football games. And so I would go to the high school football games and my parents would come pick me up in their giant conversion van. Van, that was not embarrassing at all. My parents would come pick me up in this giant conversion van. But in order for me to let my parents know that the game was almost over, I would have to get out of the stands and walk out the gate and go stand in line at a payphone that they had sitting right outside the gate. And I would stand in line and I would wait and I would put in my quarter and I would dial our home phone number and I would call them and I would say, the game's almost over. And if they answered and if they got the message in time, then sometimes I would wait a very long time and sometimes they would come pick me up right when the game was over. Now it's just as easy as, Hey, game's almost over. Text. Done. Don't have to go anywhere. The power of connection through texting, through social media is undeniable. It is an incredibly powerful tool. But if Uncle Ben from Spider-Man taught us nothing, it's this. With great power comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. And so we have to use social media the right way. We have an incredible, incredible uh, responsibility to use it the right way. Uh, so the question becomes then, how do we use social media the right way? Now, the Bible doesn't have any verses on how we use social media because... Obviously, social media did not exist back, back in biblical times. But the Bible does have some pretty incredible verses on how we can use connection with others as a tool and use the ways that we connect with others as a tool to reach people for Jesus Christ. In Acts 17, Paul is traveling with Timothy and Silas. Acts 17, Paul's traveling with Timothy and Silas. And, and what happens is they would go into a town and they would start to to preach the gospel. And there were people that would believe and people that would be baptized. And it was this incredible thing. So they go into this one town and they preach the gospel. But there are people that are just adamantly against Jesus. And so they form a mob and they chase Paul and Timothy and Silas out of the town. So Paul and Timothy and Silas go to this next town over to preach. 
And it's at this town where people really start to believe, but the mob follows them to this town. So Paul says, all right, I'm going to go on to the next town because he was kind of the, the head honcho. Uh, Timothy and Silas stayed there to preach. And it's in this town while Paul is waiting on Timothy and Silas to come to him that this incredible, powerful um, idea of how we can connect is found in the life of Paul. And so it says this in Acts chapter 17. Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens uh, for um, Timothy and Silas, his spirit was provoked within him and he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. This goes a little bit more. And then some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. One more. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting, for you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now, all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. Okay. Paul is in Athens. Athens has this incredible culture at this time of debate. People, uh, philosophers, uh, it, it says even here, uh, some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers would talk with Paul. Paul and, and Athens had this incredible culture of debate. And so Paul walks into Athens and he sees idols everywhere. He sees people worshiping things that were not of God. And so Paul is in this place that absolutely loves to debate and here's what I love about Paul. Philosophers come in and they start to question him. And you can assume they're philosophers. Like these are the Athenian philosophers that you read about in history. You can assume they were questioning him with some pretty tough questions. And I love what Paul does. He says, all right, here's a way to connect. And I am going to have conversations with these philosophers. And Paul knows that these people didn't believe the way that he did. He knows that, that being philosophers, they're going to ask some pretty tough questions. And, and so Paul, he just has conversations. I love that he walks into this place. He doesn't fly off the handle and like, dude, you're worshiping idols. What are you thinking? He doesn't walk in there and be like, hey, read the Old Testament. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh, he walks in and he says, all right, I've got a chance to connect with these guys. They don't believe anything like me. What am I going to do? I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to just talk with them. And see, here's, here's the deal. Social media tends to be that place where debate is open. It's a lot like Athens back in biblical times. We feel free to throw our opinions out there and people feel free to throw their opinions back at us. And a lot of times, if you're on social media very long, you will see some pretty heated debates that start to creep up on social media and people just get wicked with these debates. My wife was on social media. This was probably like, 
I don't know, six months or a year ago, and she saw this post, and I had to screenshot it and show you guys. All right, so I know this is small, so I'll read it to you. It says, respectful ways to offer advice. All right, and then it gives a few tips. Uh, are you open to advice or just one event? You probably already tried this, but what about? And a few others like that. Just some respectful ways to open advice. This guy, I don't even know who this guy is, but he wrote, these words are n- words all capital, are not, all capital, realistic anymore because China will take the USA out or take over our freedom. Please open your eyes and ears. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Now, regardless of how you feel about China or Biden, this is not a political statement. This is just the idea that that post, that comment, had absolutely nothing to do with it. And this is how open and free we feel. Now, she responds, and she says, um, that's completely unrelated to this post. And he responds, and he says, you are correct. Sorry, my mistake. Still watching China! <laughs> right? Okay. And, and isn't that our tendency? Isn't that our tendency? Regardless of what you believe politically, This is a perfect example of our tendency being, I'm right, you're wrong, and I will get the last word in. This is how we behave on social media. And it's not only people that don't follow Jesus that believe this way. A lot of times it's Jesus followers that make these posts and make these comments. And Paul had every opportunity to walk into Athens and be like, guys, listen, I was a top-rated scholar from the day I was born until the day I grew up. I know every single law in the Old Testament, and then I met Jesus and something changed. I know something you don't. You're wrong. I'm right. He had every opportunity to walk in and say that. He had every opportunity to walk in and be like, what are you thinking? But the example Paul sets as he walks into this place of heated debate in Athens is this. He walks in and he has conversations. And I know that he has just conversations and he didn't get defensive and he didn't just spew out his opinions. I know this because he was so winsome. He was so, so uh, enticing to the people that standing in the midst, the men of Athens said, I perceive in every way you're, uh, wait, let me go back. Let's go back a couple. Sorry. To like the last, okay. I know this because they took him and brought him to the Areopagus saying, we want to know what this teaching is. We want to know what this teaching is. Here's the thing. I have never, ever convinced anyone of anything, including my own children, by screaming at them. And my guess is that you have never been convinced of anything by anyone, including your parents, screaming at you. It doesn't work. 
And we see Paul walking into this place with people who believe radically different than he does. And he walks in and he has these incredible, loving, kind conversations where he says what he thinks in a kind, loving way. And guess what? He listens to what they think. And he uses this idea for debate as this incredible opportunity for connection. And you guys, this, this social media is an incredible opportunity to connect. And some people think that he was crazy. Some people did say, what's this babbler got to say? But there were a lot of people that said, hey, come, come to the Areopagus. The Areopagus was this place where philosophers gathered. It was this place where the leaders gathered. They wanted to hear what Paul had to say. How incredible would it be if we were on our social media, whatever social media you decide to interact with, and people wanted to hear what we had to say? How incredible would it be if people that believed radically different wanted to engage with us on social media? You guys, if we as Christians would live this out in our social media posts, it would radically change our culture. Radically change our culture. And so we see Paul, he walks into this Areopagus. He walks in and he says this. He says, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, men of Athens, I perceived it in every way you are religious. For as I passed along, I observed the objects of your worship. Let's just stop right there. So <clears throat> Paul is walking through this Areopagus, idol after idol after idol after idol after idol after idol after idol. And with Paul, the opportunity to connect, he doesn't go wrong, 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 wrong. No, he goes and he says, hey, I see you're religious. And I see that there is this altar with the inscription to the unknown God. Let me tell you about him. Now, how different does this feel to what we typically experience in the debates of social media. This feels radically different. Paul took an opportunity to connect and he used every opportunity that was given to him to find a connection with people. And if we're gonna use social media the right way, we have got to begin taking the opportunities that we have to connect and really connecting with people. Really connecting with people. Because here's the deal. So often, we tend to get on social media and blast the truth in hate. when we should be speaking the truth in love. Let that sink in for a moment. It's both the truth, but we can blast the truth in hate or we can speak the truth in love. Paul could have blasted the truth in hate. 
you guys are idol worshipers. You are going to hell. You are far from God. Stop it. That would have been truth. Blasted in hate. And they would have turned and looked at him and been like, get out. But Paul chose to speak the truth in love. Hey, I see that you guys are really religious. That's awesome. Let me tell you about this God. Still the truth. Spoken in love. And you guys, so often we live in this culture of debate. Just like early Athens, we live in this culture, man, where we let our opinions fly because social media is this incredibly powerful tool where we are given a platform and we can speak and we can speak boldly. And so often we use this incredibly powerful tool, incredibly powerful platform to blast the truth in hate. When Paul gives us the example and God says, if you want to use social media correctly, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. I come back to this often when I start thinking about the way that I should be interacting with people around me. Jesus sat down with his disciples on the night he was going to the cross. The night he was going to to be murdered, he sat down with his disciples and he said, listen, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love, if you have love for one another. Guys, if we want to interact with social media the right way, we have to start speaking the truth in love. If we want to act, interact with social media the right way, if we want to use this incredibly powerful tool to reach people that will never step foot in the church, we have got to stop blasting the truth in hate. We've got to stop. We've got to start speaking the truth in love. We've got to start sending messages that show how incredibly Jesus loves the people of this world. We've got to start drawing people in to this incredible God that would give himself so that we could have life. This incredible God that looked at us and looked at you and looked at me and said, you are valuable enough for me to go to the cross. We've got to start speaking the truth in love. Because we do have this incredibly, incredibly powerful platform called social media. We live in a time that is unlike any other time that, is in the, that has been in the history of man. We have an incredible, incredibly powerful form of connection with others. And guys, here's the deal. If just us in this room would start speaking the truth in love, I'm convinced that it would radically change our schools, that it would catch fire, and that people would be changed and would be different If we would stop blasting the truth in hate, people would begin to ask us why we behave differently than the other Christians they encounter. Why we behave differently than than the other Christians that they get into debates with. You guys, we've got to start speaking the truth in love 
and use this incredibly powerful connection to reach people for Jesus Christ. And so I want to give you guys a practical challenge. As we use social media, man, we, we got to just build each other up. We got to start loving other people. And so here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to just be aware when you get on social media and you're scrolling, just in your mind, keep track of, oh man, that's somebody blasting the truth and hate. And then I want you to look at the reactions to that and just see what comments were posted on that. And my guess is, what you're going to see is that when the truth is blasted in hate, there is a cycle of hate that continues. And then as you scroll, I want you to keep track of, ah, that person really spoke the truth in love. Look at the comments on that. And my guess is you are going to see a cycle of care and love that follow through on those comments. And just kind of keep track in your head, blasting the truth in hate, versus speaking the truth in love. And then second part of this challenge is this. Every time you post, every time you post, every time you comment, every time you snap, whatever it is, however you interact with social media, ask yourself the question, am I speaking the truth in love? Am I speaking the truth in love? Because we have two options. We can blast the truth in hate, or we can speak the truth in love. Let's follow Paul's example. Let's speak the truth in love. Let's pray. God, thank you so much.